Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Energy for Sales podcast. Tim Hooper and David Oliphant, your hosts, where we believe if you're not having fun in sales, you may be doing something wrong. David, welcome back. We've got a special guest today. Yes, we do have a special guest. And Tim, you know all too well, may, might means no. You should be having fun with this. So, you know, again, we're on about a three-month run of powerhouse guests, and this one is is has been standing in the wings um special relationship so tim i'm gonna let you introduce andrew boom yes so uh, you know not to skip the official title because he has uh impressed me i have been inspired by his story um as i've seen him uh grow and just climb the ladder without climbing the ladder with with that cliche we hear he has he has literally lifted up his his colleagues and his network as he's climbed and he has earned every right to the title of business sales strategist and field support for Chase. Uh, just coming out of, of managing uh, a huge branch launch in, in the Philadelphia uh, market and uh, I'm just so honored to have him on and uh, more, more importantly than all that, he is my brother. Uh, younger brother, yes, uh, by four years, but, but taller by four inches. So uh, Andrew, welcome aboard, bro. Good to have you. Thank you so much, uh, David. Thank you, Tim. Thank you. Great to be on with y'all today. Hey, our pleasure. And, you know, as as normal, we, we riff for a few minutes and we're on a great topic. So, Tim, kick us off. It's been one that's, that's important. We've talked around it, but it's, it, it's spot on for today. Absolutely. So, Andrew and I were talking just recently as he gets out into the field and he said something and I literally, I had to get my pen and write it down because he's getting out, he's giving presentations, he's helping these new branch launches happen and he's done this. And so he has all the technical data, he has all the stuff to make this work. But he told me this, he said, Tim, I get out there and give a speech or give a presentation or give all the data. And he said, I am not okay if I don't connect. I am not okay if I don't connect. So Andrew, tell us more about that powerful concept. What makes you not okay if you don't connect? Well, yeah, Tim, I think um, for me mostly, it's it's bridging the gap between connecting and the agenda that we have as salespeople, right? We can get so caught up in coming in with uh, the data that we've looked at and the data that we've accumulated and and have an idea of where we might want to take a conversation, right? Could be uh, selling to a customer, could be B2B. We might be, in, in my case, I, my customers are our internal team members. And so coming in and, and supporting and offering sales coaching, it's easy to look at a set of data and, and drive your own agenda and want to come in and make a couple of points, points that you think might be receivable, maybe they will be received well. Um, but if you, if you don't take the time to truly listen and understand and hear what's actually going on in the organization, right, you're going to come up short. There's going to be minimal retention. There's going to be minimal, um, execution on the back end. Um, if you're driving that based on what you want to talk about, based on what you saw. So it's, it's the art of connecting and the ability to really drive home that connection when you're in sales, right? Again, if it's a client business to client business business or you're you're dealing with internal stakeholders um, the ability to listen empathize understand um, while bridging the gap and connecting the dots to 
what data you have and the things you do need to get across are going to be critical to, to seeing success in, in sales. So that's really what I mean by that statement. I'm not okay if I wasn't able to forge that connection, get to know somebody first on a personal level, um, as much as they're willing to let you get to know them, um, give back a little bit there as well, and then, and then take it to the next level by, by bridging the gap and, and making the uh, agenda that you have relevant, right? And making the things that they, the pain points they have relevant to the advice or the solutions or coaching you're providing. Wow. My, go ahead, David, you're itching to say something. <laughs> well, the, I, I think it's brilliant. Um, it's hard to have impact when you can't connect. And it's definitely hard if you're on your own agenda and your agenda doesn't match really what they're interested in. So that involves pre-work, that involves setting proper expectations in advance of being in the room. And, you know, we've all been at the front of the room or the front of a meeting, and it's not fun when you have not connected. Right. And the people don't get it. And so, and it's not fun being in the audience when, when you're, that person is not connecting with you. Right. It's embarrassing. Right. It's right. interesting. Well, we've all been there. Tim, go ahead, Tim. Well, I was going to say, it's interesting to the tone that you take as a leader when you have an agenda versus when you took the time to first understand, because the tone can come across demeaning, um, <laughs> a little bit like you know, a dictator, right? It could be um, even your urgency, although that can carry some passion and excitement with it and maybe get people motivated. Um, that t demeanor can also, you know, maybe motivate, motivate them for a short time, but it doesn't inspire when you can share what you heard and listen to and understand and some relevant stories. And then, Hey, here's some data to back up what's going on. And did you know that if you tried this, it would actually take care of that problem we're facing today. And all of it is now just this empathy. Like I, you use the word, you use the word empathy. I'm like, yes, because it's empathetic then. And I think that tone doesn't motivate, it inspires. And then they're, they're more prone to take your ideas and actually go and, and circle back. Hey, Andrew, so how do I implement? So Andrew, how did you write? And then now I wanted to circle back, but I don't want to cut you off either. How do you know, what are some indicators for you that you connected? Like when you're done speaking, what are some indicators for you? that, hey, I connect. Yeah, I think a couple indicators when you're done speaking, if you connected, are really based on the, the not only the engagement from the crowd, right? If, you're, if you've been in front of the room, you can read a crowd. To David's point earlier, if you're just breezing through a PowerPoint and you're hitting your bullet points and you're making the points you want to make, it's really, it's really easy to see when people are kind of zoning out, getting on their phones, right? So that's a couple cues of, of what not to do. Um, take the time ask questions, engage the audience, right? And, and if you've connected before, you're going to know. Mm. But a couple signs for me that you've connected well are, is, is when you're done and you have people coming up to you, right? They wanna circle around, they wanna ask more questions, they wanna dig a little bit deeper. Wow. Um, if you've done the art of connecting well, people want to stay connected with you, right? They may ask for your number, they may ask for your LinkedIn, they might they want, want to stay connected via email, um, ask you for more additional resources, right? So you're always gonna have that. Um, and that's my son in the background there. He's, uh, you know, the work from home. So uh, he's chiming in because he has, he has some things to say too. 
but uh, yeah, so so you know, those are those, those little things that you know you've done a good job connecting, right? But I think the biggest compliment is is when you get those additional touch points, right? You might not have to solicit your next touch point from the client, and they might reach back out to you within a week because a scenario popped up. And so sometimes those longer term reactions are the ones that are more desired for me, because if someone entrusts me enough to reach out to me after the fact. Um, a week later, a month later, two months later, when they encounter a challenging situation, I mean, it really means that we did a good job building that initial connection, right? And then there, there we're starting to form a relationship, an ongoing relationship where, you know, we're going to be able to help each other. Strong. David, talk a little bit about that because you talk about make creating hand raisers all the time when you're delivering uh, a presentation or virtually nowadays. Talk a bit more about what Andrew's talking about. Well, where my mind was going, you know, as I'm sitting there thinking about connection and having an audience and, and, you know, I think it does really heavily begin with setting those proper expectations. The people that are in the meeting or in the room know what they're there for, what, what you know, sharing an agenda, uh, starting with the end in mind mm-hmm. of this is, this is what we're going to talk about today, I think, and put people at ease. That way, if they're not interested in that topic, you, you know, you they can shut down or leave, yeah. um, getting the right audience. So I think that, you know, understanding what that journey, whether it's um, a meeting, um, having some consistency within a meeting helps those people having um, the agenda. You know, if you're doing a discovery call, um, checking to make sure everyone, you know, has the time that they said they were going to have one was booked. Yeah. This is what I've learned so far. Has anything changed so that you're on target? But I think that, um, you know, you've heard the adage, I'm going to tell you what I'm going to tell you. I'm going to tell you, and then then I'm going to tell you what I told you. And that can help re. Really, you know, with with an audience, you're you're, you're not going to please 100 um, percent right. all the time or or any time. Right. Uh, but but you can see those cues. I mean, if people are leaning in, if if and then you have to be compelling. I mean, you know. Again, letting them know what what journey they're going to be on. Mm-hmm. And so sometimes even if they weren't. So, so that the element of surprise, like I wonder where this guy is going, is taken away. Yeah. So if I've missed the mark and like I thought it was going to be this, but it's going to be that, I can now be receptive to what that is, as opposed to thinking I am on the journey of this is what it's going to be. I'm not getting it. I'm not getting it. I'm not getting it. So I'm, I'm shut down. Mm. So I, I just go back to um, explaining what the journey over the next minutes, hour is going to be. Um, because you can sway people into the positive if they thought it was going to be something else instead of like, when, when's it going to, when's he going to talk about this? When's he going to talk about this? Right. Well, he just told you what he's going to talk about. So now let me shift my mind into being receptive, learning that, leaning in, understanding that. So. Yeah. Yeah. And I would just go back, David, to your first point, And I think it is under, especially in corporate America, right? And, and I can only imagine in, 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 in small business world and, and um, in other sectors as well, but the amount of leaders and the amount of people come to a meeting with no agenda or, or lack of setting those expectations, right? Um, ensuring you get in front of the, I couldn't have said it better than you and, and getting in front of the right audience. I get to have a captive audience. Some of us get to have that, right? The, the folks attending my workshops or the, the folks that, that I'm able to speak to, um, my company gives me that authority. But if you go in and you're relying on that authority that is given with that captive audience, 
again, just, you know, that, that in and of itself can be a trap because they have to be there, right? It's part of that learning journey. It's part of that journey to opening a new location. But as a somebody who is, is providing them uh, valuable resources from the firm, right? They're told you have to be there, right? So regardless of what I'm sharing, they got to be there. For me, it's important to, to build the connection first when I get there through proper expectation setting, proper agenda. Um, but then how do you include everyone? I'm talking to people at associate levels, all the way up to vice president levels who are, you know, playing different roles in the game of whatever it is that we're teaching, right? From, from just greeting customers and welcoming them in and giving them that atmosphere and kind of setting the stage for your more experienced salespeople. Um, you got to be able to make the content relevant to the entire team, right? I think also, you know, I was, I was, I jumped into your world and, I'm, uh, and I became Andrew and I'm sitting in front of these people and, you know, it, to bring an audience in early, you had mentioned like some people are made to go, they, they didn't choose to be in that. So it'd be fun to start. Okay. We're going to do a quick polling question. How many people want to be here? How many people were told to be here? You know, Okay. Um, we're going to get through this together. Let's go. This is what we're going to talk about. So having fun, it goes back to having fun in sales, having fun. If, if you're not having fun, you know, it's not whimsical. It's not daft, although daft is, is our pillar of sales <laughs> daftness. Yeah. Um, but it is about the connection. It's about having right. fun. Hey, we're going to get through this together. I'm pulling for you, Andrew. I know you don't want to be here, but we're going to get through this. Uh, you were made to be here. It's... Um, so, you, David, you're hitting all over. You know, it. It. You're exactly right. You're just. You're. 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 This is like a battleship game. You just sunk the ship. I mean, you. You hit. Boom. Five hits in a row here. I mean, it's. It's literally. You have to stay. It goes back to the second mile. I think when you show up, you can either show up to just do your job, and go through your PowerPoint and read your PowerPoint. How many people do it up? Read the PowerPoint, right? Or you can you can go over this content, know know it well enough, and and then go in there and listen and empathetically ap approach your PowerPoint like you know it's really second priority to the first priority of the solutions and problems. All right, for instance, say you have this huge perfect PowerPoint, you show up. And over the weekend, because this just happened in our industry, over the weekend a ransomware attack hit. And everyone's worried about information they can't get. Cloudstar is hacked and no one's gonna be able to get this information. And you just go in and decide, I'm just gonna go carry on with my 60 minute PowerPoint perfectly as if nothing happened because I'm just gonna get through this so to get back to my hotel, right? That's not the second mile club. What Andrew's saying, what stuck out to me the most was the heart and the zeal and the passion. It needs to be when you look out in that audience and you see those faces, when you leave, Will what you said resonate and stick and become their own? And Andrew, you nailed it when you said you're talking to associate levels all the way to VPs. Like everyone has a different level of ownership in this game. How do you map it out for the associate? How do you map it out for the VP? How do you make it theirs? And going the extra mile, connecting with them, not okay if my message doesn't connect. Man, David, what else would you ask Andrew? Then I'm going to let Andrew drop some gold nuggets and wrap this up. Well, you know, it, it's hard for everyone to connect on everything. And <clears throat> I was with a coaching firm. We would lead, uh, we would facilitate 
um, planning sessions. We would go to conferences. We'd have our clients go to conferences. And and we had a card that, um, just like a postcard size, that had one, two, three lines to the right of them. And, and, and we would tell our clients, you're going to hear a lot of information of this next eight-hour day or three-hour presentation. Write down the three things that you connect with. Write down the three most important things. Three things you that you're going to take back with you. Listen to all of it, but but it's going to be too much. So again, that way it's it's personalized. Um, and so I don't know if if Chase has cards like that. Look, I'm, I'm going to throw a lot of information at you. I think it'd be fun to show a PowerPoint where the type is the typeface, the font is so small you can't read it. I've only got 80 of these. You know, it's like having fun is connecting. You know, when you ask yeah. a question, all right, who really wanted to be here and who was made to be here? Okay. I was made to be here too. So we're going to get through this. Let's go. Um, <laughs> so Absolutely. Yeah. A lot of people do connect with humor and, and right. But you have to be careful with, cause no, there's like, everything's off. Everything's off color now. So, um, yeah, I think I, think I don't even think you make fun of yourself anymore. I don't think people allow you to make fun of yourself. Andrew's allowed to make fun of himself. That's I gave him permission. Got, to, I do. I, I that is one of my specialties, yeah. right? That is one of my specialties, right? A little self-deprecating. Yeah, humor. there you go. But at at the end of the day, um, at the end of the day, when it comes to to humor, right? There, it's pretty clear nowadays what's 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 clean and what's not, right? And I think you always got to make sure your humor is. Yep is in line with the clean side um you know you don't want to you don't want to give off the wrong message especially in today's world and the, the variety of an audience that we Respect have everybody. Yep. Uh, but to your point asking for feedback that's that's a, a great takeaway to put in it's something that i always try to do is is tell the audience up front that at the end you're going to ask for takeaways right like you're going to ask for them to share something that they took away from that seminar that workshop that you did and, and you're going to ask them to share that in front of the team yeah um and that way they kind of take those notes to your point the index card right we, we have our own handouts we use um but i always let them know that i always let them know that because otherwise you're catching them all off guard at the end and and then they're all going to repeat each other right and they're all going to have the same three takeaways just worded differently um and, and and throughout it gives a little extra incentive right if you've already been given the answer of like hey we're going to call on you they're a little more invested also they're going to lean into that content a little bit more so the, definitely a little trick of the trick right there tee the audience up um that, that that they're going to provide some some uh um some takeaways at the end and then the action plan right like next steps like how are we going to act on that and and have a good game plan with that branch manager coming out of there on on next steps with the team so never to undersell your your tee up process have fun in the presentation you know tell jokes a little self-deprecating humor is my specialty right just growing up in a big family you have a lot of great moments you can talk about um you know growing up with a mother like tim you have a lot of great moments you can talk about so, so uh, you know it, it's anyway. always a lot of fun to, to loop in those experiences right so um kind of agree more with you on that dave if, i had a throwback so my first job back in the 1800s um, I was in retail, and um, I, I was a manager in a department store, and one of the departments I had was luggage. And so Hartman Luggage was and probably still is – I don't know, today's pretty bougie, um, but um, there's probably bigger ones um, – was like top of the line. And so the Hartman Luggage guy would come in and have the salespeople, the managers. He was giving us information, and he would ask you questions. If you got them right, he'd, he'd flip you a, a dollar coin. And like people were just on the edge of their seat to get this answer to get to consume the information. So I don't know if 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 
that's allowed anymore, but it, that's another way to, to bring people in, have them lean in and really pay attention um, if they think they can win a prize somewhere. Absolutely. I love that. That's a great, that's a great example. Even I if the prize that- is we got to the end and you didn't want to be here and it's done. That's your prize. <laughs> Get out of here. You know, so. Right. So yeah, it is, it is golden nugget time. So Andrew, what, Tim, well, yeah, what do you have we, to say? You've been kind of quiet. This back and forth. I'm just going to, I'm going to kick it back to Andrew for one, one nugget as we wrap up. But guys, listen, more than the content, go for connection. Think more about how am I going to connect. Andrew said it, tee up the audience. Let them know what's coming. You may get a couple people during a break. You may go assign, hey, would you stand up and share one of your takeaways with the group? Get a different voice. Like if you're already, you guys already inspire me to think differently about presenting. Because if we can get more collaboration, more group input, if we could figure out how to tell some humor, how to get it. Sometimes if you see them just dying out, it's cut it off. Just tell a story. Go take a break. Everyone stand up. Let's stretch. Like if you can think through, I want more connection than I want content. Because David, you said to simplify the top three things that right there, that seals this whole thing. up. I'm not okay if I didn't connect. So Andrew, take us away with, with a nugget brother. And before he does that, did you share with him what the tagline for energy for sales is? Tagline, real connection that converts connection that converts remember we dropped a reel that's right it's all real we went to three words (laughs) connection that converts yeah he had no clue and he just hit right on it he said i'm not okay if i if i don't connect andrew drop us a gold nugget while we get out of here that's that's how it works right so golden nugget like always be the most prepared in the room like know your facts know your figures know your data um if you aren't the most prepared in the room especially as a leader as a sales coach you're setting yourself up for failure, number one. But know that that is not what you lead with, right? People, facts appeal to logic. People buy with emotion. And emotion is connection, right? And so if you're taking that time, build a connection, um, incorporate more than data. We talked about it, the humor, everything else. Um, you will drive home the point and actually have some tangible results to show coming out the back end. And you'll have people that continue to reach out to you and build those relationships long-term because you take the time to, you know, connect, lead with emotion, lead with, with personality, lead with, with who they are, who you are Mm. and let the data in fact come on the back end of that. Right. Powerful. That's my nugget. Powerful. Boom. Mic drop right there. Everybody, thank you for joining this week's episode with another sales leader and somebody you want to definitely get to know. So you can connect with Andrew Hooper, his LinkedIn uh, uh, LinkedIn profile is in the show notes. So look down the show notes here on the podcast, connect with him, send him a connection request. He'll be happy to connect with you over there. And, uh, and lean in, guys. Share this podcast uh, link with somebody. Give us a five-star rating. And, uh, and also in the show notes is our September 18th. Again, September 18th with stars around it. Registration link is in the show notes, guys. It's live. You do not want to miss three and a half power-packed hours of sales strategy and nuggets to immediately implement in your sales process. Take care, everybody. And again, Andrew, David, thank you, guys. Thank you, Tim. Thank you, David.